I came back home and I wanted to share the gospel because it was so amazing. And it definitely met with tension. And my dad was like, what? I went through a season of like having to say no to certain things that don't align my values, but then like actually losing money. And so you want to make sure your motives, like everything you do, you're doing it because of God, not because you're trying to compete with somebody and be more famous or not because you just want to look good. The Access More Podcast Network has faith-based shows about culture, family, and entertainment without all the other noise so you can discover inspiring conversations easier. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Hey, what's up? Hello. Man, it is exciting to be here today. No, I, I know, I know. Has, has it gotten older after like three years that I'm it's excited to be here? It's almost a joke, but at the same it's time, so like it's praise so God, you're still excited to be here. I mean, come on. Here. I get to sit next to my wife, talk to cool people and like interview and like just talk about Jesus. So right. how, how bad could that be? Yeah. So I think I'm just going to jump into it. I don't have nothing big to light this one off. So I'm going to give it to you because man, our guest is awesome. Yeah. So we have been listening to her music for several years. Our daughter got a quick meet and greet. Didn't have much to say, but was super excited. She was very excited before jumping in front of the camera to say hi to Wande. Wande is a Nigerian hip-hop artist and Reach Records' first woman artist in the label's legacy. She effortlessly floats mm. between intense raps and beautiful melodic singing while maintaining a message that expresses her faith. And she recently shared her story on I Am Second, which is how we kind of were like, no, we definitely need to have her on. So welcome, Wande. Hey, yeah, welcome. what's up? What's, what's, up? Up? what's up? Oh my gosh, your story. It hit me. <laughs> I was like, so I grew up in a house, Catholic and I guess you'd say Protestant, yeah. right? Um, but like no denomination on that. I mean, they both like believe in the same book, but how it walks out looks different. So we never went to church or nothing. I got a little bit of that and that. But yours is so much more kind of different worlds coming clashing together yeah so um coming up in my family my dad he's a muslim and then my mother is a christian and so yeah as a child i thought that was normal i was like oh yeah you know you just go do whatever you want vibes and so then <laughs> um uh, as i got older though i went to church with my mom and so i was able to see like a little bit and like kind of start to feel some conviction and gain some interest of like oh i kind of want to pursue god and that curiosity actually led me to go onto YouTube and look up things like uh, Christian remixes and stuff like that. Yeah. So for me doing that, um, I was able to discover Christian rap. And from discovering Christian rap, I became a fan of that, which actually, yeah. you know, ended up leading to me legitimately getting saved because because I was a fan. I was like, oh, I want to see this in real life. And they right. ironically were at the camp that my church would go to. However, I was never allowed to go to camp because my dad was a Muslim. So it was like, you can go to my, you can go to church on Sundays and sometimes with your mom, but we're not doing anything further than that. Right. And so his idea was just like, oh, you'll be a good person and have good values, but he never wanted me to be like a legitimate Christian. Mm -hmm. And so I was able to convince him to let me go to the camp because I was like, oh, they have an internship program. <laughs> Internships, you know, it's great. And so right. he was like, I mean, I guess an internship program, sure. And so, um, that's how I was able to go to the camp. He actually didn't realize that they were the same situations I was talking about. <laughs> but it's all good, you know? You know but you got there. Yeah, so <laughs> I got there. I got to camp. Uh, I got to camp and then, um, yeah, it was beautiful. So it was a week long. And over the course of that, I gave my life to Jesus. Hmm. And then at the end, there was the Christian rap concert. So I was able to appreciate it even more because I gave my life to Jesus. And so it was like a great celebration. And that's kind of like the moment where I was able to encounter Jesus for real, for real. However, mm -hmm. I came back home and I wanted to share the gospel because it was so amazing. And right. it definitely met with tension. And my dad was like, what? I didn't know that. <laughs> camp. And then he was like, I've been bamboozled. 
yeah, I've seen miracles. You got experience. And then he was like, miracles are not real. I don't know what you're talking about. And so it was definitely crazy because like as a child, it's like crushing. You're like, no, you have to understand. This is going to change your life. Right. And then you're seeing like from an adult being like, no, this is crazy. Um, but I really truly believed. And I was like, no, I, I know what I experienced. I know who Jesus is. And so I was adamant about just pursuing him. And so that kind of started my journey of like walking out my faith for real. But like without the, I guess, parental support. Um, But luckily my mom, she was super supportive of that journey, though. So she did the best that she could. Obviously, it's like hard if there's like tension. So um, she did the best that she could, though. Like she would bring me with her. um, So she was a nurse. She worked every other week. So she would bring me with her on Sundays whenever she wasn't working. And then whenever she did work, because I was so inquisitive and wanted to learn more, especially during that foundational time of just getting saved. Um, I went to work with her and my uncle would pick me up from her job and then wow. I was able to go to church. So it was definitely like some trying times. The first couple yeah. months, I was like not allowed to go to church at all. Then we graduated to that part of me going to work with her. Then it just became a thing where my dad observed like, wow, this person really is, is serious about this Jesus thing. <laughs> and yeah. so um, it kind of became my identity. Then I became known as like the Christian. And so then it just became regular like to associate one day with going to church and stuff like that and so um as I got older too and like was able to like do things like drive then I could like go to church by myself and stuff so right. yeah it definitely was a journey but it was a great journey so- yeah. softening of the heart a little bit there maybe yeah. on your dad's portion <laughs> yeah we, we still we still praying right now yeah, <laughs> we, still praying. We still, pray, still praying hey, but you know what seed planting is awesome and, and I like your story but I want to go back to a moment because you said man I, I heard like Christian rap now let me tell you there's a little age difference here between <laughs> us. And so when I grew up, Christian rap was horrible. It was like the worst ever. And so, you know, the only thing I ever had was like Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg and all that. Right. That's what I grew up in. Mm-hmm. And that's what I, I would listen to. And I was like, man, they'll never like you guys are trying to sell me on this Christian rap. But look at the examples. And then, you know, fast forward that, you know, I've, I've been away from from Christianity for a long time. And, mm-hmm. and then and then she starts into my life. And all of a sudden I start hearing all this like, what? Hold on. Th- things have changed. <laughs> so what was it? What song did you think really started you off when you heard it? You're like, oh, man, this yeah. is this, this this right here. So it was actually a Lecrae song. It was called Praying For You. And so when I heard this, mm-hmm. I was like, yes, this is quality. <laughs> I was so excited. Cause I was like, oh, perfect. And so, but I really loved it cause it was quality. And then yeah. it was also convicting, like he told like a whole story. So I think rappers in the storytelling era back then. And so he mm-hmm. told a whole story about he was praying for his best friend. Then there's a plot twist at the end. The person he was praying about was actually himself. And yes. so it, was really, it was a really dope song of like um, seeing that. Cause I think I was going through that at the same time. So he's talking about someone who's like, man, they're, they're going through some stuff or like they're they're trying to like know more about God, but they're not like really getting it. And like, I'm really praying for that person because I really want them to know God and I really want them to like, you know, make it to the next phase and be saved. And so it's kind of cool, like seeing how he made an introspective song about mm-hmm. someone wanting to come to Jesus. And so I was able to really relate to that because that was like the phase I was in in my life. So it was really fire. Wow. Cool. Yeah, I, I think when I the reason that I even had the music for to to share with you is because I was big into music and I was big into like almost every genre of music before I came to Christ. And I slowly started phasing out some of the harder rap and like some of the more risque like pop and rock and stuff uh, when I came to Christ. But I still was switching between the Christian radio station and, you know, our top 50, top 40 station. And so I was like 
there has to be Christian music in every genre. I kind of just assumed, like, I know a lot of people think when they come to Christ, like, it's just worship music. But me, I was on the other end. I was like, there's gotta be an equivalent. And, and so I started looking on Spotify and I, and I just instantly dove in, right? And I started with Lecrae and, it, and it, it quickly spread and it went back to like the 90s and stuff with KJ52 and stuff like that from the early 2000s. But then it also was, um, you know, KB and all of that. And then like a few years ago, you came on the scene. And so I discovered you and added you in. You know, I think what you guys do is really powerful. Have you, like, what have you experienced from people when, you know, that aren't used to Christian rap when they find out you're into Christian rap or that, you know, that's like, that's a thing. So one thing I found is like, actually a lot of people are really supportive of it and they're really fascinated by it. So yeah. I would say from awesome. non-Christians, it's so for non-Christians, it's funny because sometimes people feel like they have to be like super holy to be able to listen to it. So they like almost right. feel convicted of like, oh, I'm sorry. And it's like, you don't have to, <laughs> like, you can listen to the song. And then, um, but then from Christians too, who didn't know, like, they're just like, oh, wow. Like, they're like, I don't know how to feel. Like I could, I'm enjoying this. And so it's so interesting. Right. Um, but it's really cool. People are really supportive of it. And I met some amazing people through it. So I met some of your friends like online through it. Um, yeah. And so like, yeah, you meet some amazing people through it. And I've heard like a whole bunch of stories, like in my messages too, of people who are like, oh, this really helped me on my walk. Or you really helped encourage me in a time whenever I was going through these things. And like this song helped pinpoint me mm -hmm. to this and help me, you know, stay on track with God. So it's really beautiful seeing too, this, how the music impacts different people's lives and their walk and so it's been a beautiful gift and like a dope journey were you always able to spit rhymes so i'm using something that might not be used nowadays but were you well, always able you to spit admitting, rhymes you have to just own the slang for whatever time period spit rhymes like did you was this was this a before and then it kind of transitioned just into christian this was like a discovery like i had no Ooh, come on <laughs> so i found out i could rap because of a biology project in high school so totally random and um <laughs> but it changed my life really because i had gotten saved um the summer before eighth grade and then i found out i could rap like at the towards the end of ninth grade and so mm -hmm. i'd been saved for about like a year and a half i'm still in my super super on fire phase and then yeah. i found out i can rap and then it was so interesting to me because i noticed it was powerful because people would like stare like intently and I was like, whoa, this is kind of weird. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but because I was so like passionate, I was like, oh, perfect. You know, since I have your attention this way, we're going to just put Jesus in the raps and I will just tell you about Jesus through this. And so um, it started off with like just lunchtime raps. Like I would start going up to freestyle circles and they'd be like, what is this girl doing in this freestyle circle? Then I start rapping. They're like, oh, and, yeah. then, and then I was talking about Jesus, too. So they were like, oh, you talk about Jesus, too. This is crazy. So um, it was really cool, like in an exciting time. But. It was awesome because I like was able to like evangelize. Yeah. But then it transformed from that too because I just noticed it was like, okay, this is a lot of draining to rap every day at lunch. So I went on YouTube and like learned how to record. And that kind of started like the journey to like God telling me like, like, okay, do this as a career, like for real, for real. Mm -hmm. Wow. It, so, so hold on. You always talk about, because I remember you talking about the biology rap. Mm -hmm. What was it like? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can fire or was it rough? No, Do you it, remember yeah. it? Do you remember it? I can wrap a part of it to you. I can wrap a part yeah, of it. Yeah, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. go like this. It goes, 
Also, it's also surrounded by a membrane. The structure up inside of that can drive you kind of insane. With a name like Lipid Balayer, I know it's kind of crazy, right? But when you understand how it's composed, it can be pretty tight. So there are two layers of lipids, hence the name Bilayer. It gives the brain a flexible structure and forms a barrier between the cell and its surroundings. But yeah, that was like the vibe. No, there you go. No, that, because look, you remembered it and you still remember it. <laughs> it's a blessing. I really right. feel like rap is a true gift. Like, mm. Especially freestyle rap, because being able to think like that on demand in the moment and reacting to things immediately, that's incredible. I think that that's that's amazing. And the fact that you didn't even know and then you found out after being saved and then your thought, like your initial thought was, I can use this for Jesus. Like, I think that's something so key in your story that I loved is that over and over your thought was always, I can use this for Jesus, or I wanna share this. Like you came home from camp and you were ministering to your dad already. You know, in your story you mentioned like he was uh, like some kind of struggle and you were like, you don't have to care what other people think. And like, mm-hmm. you're a teenager, but you have this boldness and this desire to reach out and bless people with these gifts. And I, and I just, I love that about your story. I think that's something that people can learn from that if a teenager has the boldness and the and the sense to like use their gifts for the Lord, then then that's like, that's clearly something we can all replicate. So when I was listening to your story, I was already intrigued that there was like your parents, they had different faith backgrounds, but they but they were together. Mm-hmm. But it also seems from your story, like how involved is your dad or was your dad at that time in the in his own faith walk? Uh, like, was he more because there's the cultural like people who are more cultural about their faith yeah. and people who are like, no, I, I really believe exactly what this is saying. And, and so I want to walk it like, yeah. were, were you also going to the mosque or was he kind of like, eh, yeah, he was about more that. like a cultural person, just like how they okay. were like, oh, my parents are Christian. I go on Easter. Right. Well, he was right. like that in relation to the Muslim faith. But I think I talked about this in the interview a little bit, but. Like essentially, it's like this Nigerian masculine pride thing where, yeah. it's like, oh, like I can't, you know. One, it's like the whole dynamic of me being a child and him being an adult. So one, it's like right. I can't let my child teach me a lesson. And then right. there's like another dynamic of like, how am I going to admit that I was wrong? This is my whole life, like you know. And then right. siblings who are like devout for real, for real, mm-hmm. and like pray five times a day. So then it's like. It's almost like also a thing of like he would feel like, oh, I'm letting the family down or I'm breaking the family tradition. Mm. But, you know, if the tradition was, you know, not leading to Jesus, not leading to heaven, you know, it's okay. But, you know, that's a journey for everybody. I feel like that's hard for like anybody to be like, oh, how am I going to admit that I was wrong? And so I think if there's nothing convicting you to even do that, I feel like that's hard for anybody, especially as an adult, whenever you're like set in your ways, per se. So I think it's definitely been like a challenging journey for him. But, you know, I'm definitely still praying for him. And I think I've noticed like as he's gotten older and as he's observed my life, you know, there's something in him that kind of wants to start the conversation of like, oh, how's right. how's how's church been? <laughs> and so, right. yeah, so it's been interesting now, like as an adult um, viewing him and just even as you become an adult and you start realizing like, oh, other adults are just people <laughs> and they're mm-hmm. figuring things out. So we've been having like more life conversations but yeah, it's definitely an interesting journey to just observe over time. Like the the front comes down that th- that happens around kids because like when you're a kid, it looks like they have it all figured out. They have all the answers. You become an adult, you're like, oh, 
we're all just figuring this out together. And I think that that unlocks something. So I'm happy to hear that about your dad. No, I, I mean, I even grew up that same way. I looked at my relatives who were Christian and I thought they were like holier than now. Like, yeah. oh, I, oh my gosh. And then the minute you like, you start learning some things, you're like, that's why we got grace. Right. <laughs> we got grace. Right. But okay, so we know, okay, from, from our own experience and going into ministry, because I mean, look, I will call this a ministry all day long. I don't care what anyone else says, but it is. Mm-hmm. You are ministering to people. You are putting out, you know, stories of life, stories of Christ, you know, and, and just how these impact you. In your moments when, because we know that the enemy likes to come in to kill, steal, and destroy, and we know that he likes to come in. What do you do, like, when those moments come? When, you know, because enemy comes against us. Every time I start a new ministry, it's like, all right, we're going to take on the youth minister. I'm going to be the youth pastor. And then all of a sudden, it's like, here it comes. <laughs> here it comes. Yeah. Ah, ah, get up that shield. So what do you do in those moments when, when you're going through those attacks or even your flesh, the world, or Satan? Yeah, I think I've definitely just recently overcame some battles, actually. And so I think what I've learned, especially in my last season that I just went through, was your foundation is so important. Like, I feel like that's what really is sustaining you and your community um, mm. in those moments. So, like, for instance, it's like, oh, I was going through like, wow, like, why am I going through all these things? Why am I going through all these trials? One trial comes, another compiles on top of it. Then like maybe like a petty trial of like, oh, like your car tire right. goes out. And it's like my tire right. going out too. Like, <laughs> um, so I think for me, it's like just the foundational things of like knowing like I'm truly loved by God. I'm a child of God. Knowing things of like, you know, we're made in his image, knowing that he has a hope and a future for us. Just different things like that to remind yourself. One, I think those foundational things help you so much because especially if things keep on going wrong, you might see, think um, to yourself like, man, I'm a failure or like, Uh, man, like, I guess it's just not meant to be. And it's like, no, that's actually not the truth. Like, you're not a failure. Like, God loves you. God actually has a future for you. So just because, like, the season is crazy right now, like, that doesn't mean that things are going wrong. Or even verses that say, like, you know, in this world, you will experience trouble, but take heart. I've overcome the world. That helps, too, because it's, like, a reminder, like, this is expected. I'm probably going to go through something at some point. Um, Mm -hmm. So I think that also helps me, like, whenever I'm going through all these challenges, but then part two with the community, um, I think that helps like so much because you're going to be sad, man. It's like, I need (laughs) (laughs) it. so true. Yeah. So I think quality friends help because they can pour some life into you, speak some life into you whenever you're feeling down and you really just need to be encouraged. You know, even Jesus, he had his disciples, you know, around him. He asked them to pray for him that one time in the garden, you know, they fell asleep, but it's okay. So, (laughs) (laughs) So I think um, that also just helps too, just to have another community around you that can encourage you and build you up who are also trying to go like the same direction. Um, I think that's some stuff that's helped me. And then music too, you know? So I try to keep my playlist with also people who are trying to go the same direction. So that also helps uplift me mentally because the things I'm singing are also encouraging and stuff as well. Right. Do you do you write a lot during that period of time? Yeah, I've actually tried to like start, you know, doing that. So I started keeping a diary So that way I can like capitalize those emotions because then I was like, oh, people can actually be encouraged of like how I made it out of this season. So even with that, um, that's some things I actually just started doing now recently, like whenever. Absolutely. Absolutely. No reason I say that is because testimony. Um, I, I'm a firm believer in testimony. I believe that there's a lot of stories that when you hear them, like, you know, there's a the the YouTube De La La Fe testimonies has has awesome testimonies of people that get go through the go through it and then come out the other side and then they just keep going and so for you to like say community uh agree 
agree 100 community and then also you know that we stay foundational mm -hmm. and, and then i like something you said in there too though community that's going in the same, same direction <laughs> it's so key oh yeah i lost a lot of community that didn't go in the same direction and at first it hurts but then like you move on but one of the things that i love about what you said again is your mindset like it's a blessing from god like your mindset continues even in your down like you came to the re realization in your downtime like oh this can be used to bless people mm -hmm. and so now you're trying to diary out your feelings not to work not just to work them out for yourself not just to keep a history for yourself you're doing it in part to serve others and so i think that's one of the things i just love about your story over and over you see these beats of like oh i can use this to help others. I can use this to speak to others. And one of the things that I was curious about is, I don't know what the Christian, I don't wanna say fame world, but like when you start getting a name for yourself, when you start showing up on playlists and on charts and stuff like that, when, you, when your name starts being affiliated with other names that a lot of Christians know, I'm sure there's a lot of temptation that comes. There's a lot of attacks that come and for, like, I mean, we don't all end up there, but someone listening might, right? They might achieve a little extra acknowledgement from the Christian community. And I was curious what kind of struggles you went through when you went from one day the intern at Reach to I'm, I'm on stage performing with like Lecrae and 1K Few and, you know, all, all these people. Yeah. Um, and like starting to chart myself, like what what kind of things would you like to, I don't know, I guess like warn or advise people yeah. to be aware of industry, in that space. In industry, yeah, into the it, industry. Because yeah. we want more creatives there, but like how can they prepare themselves spiritually? And I'm going to say something real quick. I love Christian. She walked around the whole thing and become famous. Okay, go ahead. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's really what, it, I mean, it's like right. that's what it is. And, and right. hey, anyways, so what would you tell people that were looking at the industry and, and wanting to move, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think it's definitely a love-hate relationship. I would definitely say like, treasure the time that you're not you know <laughs> because like you have a lot of time to develop without like people watching you develop um, right. time to grow you have time to learn and like actually try to learn those lessons that god is trying to teach you but, like, don't be like oh i'm gonna just learn it later you know <laughs> you're gonna need that and so uh, i would say that because um just recently i've been challenged in so many different areas one integrity so um i went through a season of like having to say no to certain things that don't align my values, but then like actually losing money because I said no. And so, right. you know, people try to say like, oh yeah, I would say no, but they don't talk about like, this actually hurt my feelings. Like, you know, that, <laughs> this would actually been nice. Um, and then you see other people who may have, you know, compromised and then it's like, oh wow, they look way more successful. So um, that's one thing of like learning how to be content, like in God mm -hmm. and while you're seeing other people like, um, by the world standards win in your face mm -hmm. uh, while you chose the integrity route. Um, I mm -hmm. think that's one thing that is a good lesson to learn and to be aware of. Um, I think another lesson is to really just kind of like, it's not about you, like, you know, be have a heart of service and have a heart of like how God says, like the first will be the least and stuff like that. Like kind of take that to heart too, because there's such a temptation to be prideful because mm -hmm. if you have a whole bunch of people who are just like, oh yeah, you're the best, you're amazing. Like every single day, or like, you know, are willing to do whatever, you can start feeling like you're better than people. You can start feeling like you're over people or like, oh, like I don't do those type of things or I only right. show up if you give me this. 
Um, And so or you can feel like you're too good to even serve, like stuff like that. So, right. um, I think that is something to like to be aware of, like humbleness and like, you know, getting that under control um, just because that can be you might say like, oh, no, that would never happen to me. But if people are giving you compliments back to back to back to back to back, uh, I think that can definitely creep into anybody. Um, And so you want to make sure your motives, like everything you do, you're doing it because of God, not because you're trying to compete with somebody and be more famous or not because you just want to look good. Um, And I think also just be aware of like self-worth and like who God says you are, because then there's also people who will tear you down. And you may legitimately be doing what God's calling you to do. And it's like, God, you told me to do this. And then some people might be like, this person doesn't even love God. They're just doing this to be famous. And it's like, I'm just doing this because I love Jesus. So, right. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, then there's also that, like, there's people who may tear you down or they might tear down different parts of how you look. So, you know, it just kind of comes with the job or they might tear down things you said. So I would say that's another part of the job. You need to like focus on studying, you know, so that way when you talk, yeah. you're talking crazy as well. So there's like a lot of different things that come with it. You know, you're going to be scrutinized. Mm-hmm. It comes with the job type stuff. Um, but at the end of the day, like if you're doing this and God is truly with you, like you're going to be all right. He, he's going before you anywhere you go. So but I think, yeah, it's definitely there's like definitely like a huge temptation. Like even with the Bible story about how Jesus goes on the top of the, the mountain and then the devil's like, hey, you know, I can give you all this. Just bow down to me. And then he's like, no, um, but that can be a temptation um, whenever you become a well-known Christian, because there's a temptation to then start doing things out of your own strength because you're talented. Mm-hmm. So then it yeah. no longer becomes about Jesus, but it becomes about like, oh, yeah, like if I just do this, I know that people are going to respond well and I'll make more money. So mm-hmm. um, I think those are the things that you have to just be aware of as you're doing it to make sure your heart is always in ministry. Now, I really understand that song of like, I'm coming back to the heart of worship. It's all right. you, so because right. it lost in the sauce. Like you have to make sure your heart is really like mm. just making it all about Jesus and like really in the heart of worship. I like that. That's so good. Like there's literally a psalm about all that, <laughs> and also it warns in I think it's Titus. It's in one of the epistles where it says like don't be a pastor, for example. Like don't don't come to the faith, be young, and go be a pastor because like the flattery and the right. stats, stature, and the status and stuff can really mess with your pride at that point because it's like pride is something that you got to check at the door with all of these temptations right so of course it's it's going to be the same in any area of influence that that we have but but yeah i i've seen the stuff that comes out about that like the negativity Uh. and the and the they wore this shirt they they worship ball and you're like (laughs) I'm like, oh, the community I'm like, is wow, horrible. Ball, like a ball <laughs> worshiper is really good at praising Jesus in 92 songs they just wrote. <laughs> like that's that's really impressive to me. But um, but no, I commend I commend that. How yeah. do you kind of like stay? How do you navigate that between checking like, is this valid criticism? Is there validity here? Right? Because we we need to be have a heart that's open to correction. Versus like. This is just that that sadly stereotypical hypercriticism from the community. Yeah, I think it's a two-sided thing. I think one, it comes from like your personal relationship with God. Um, so I think when you have a personal relationship, there's certain things that only you know, like, cause really right. only you know if you wrote that song for yourself or if you wrote that out of work. Right. So that's a between you and God thing. Um, so I think that's one aspect that can kind of keep you in check of like, what are you actually doing this for? And like, 
actually opening and being open to God, like correcting you. And then Mm -hmm. I think too the community aspect too, because if you have real friends who really know you, um, they can also reaffirm you of like, nah, like that's cap. Or they could be like, like, oh no, you know, you are getting a little. (laughs) Right, right. That was a little extra. Yeah. I I love when the person that we're talking to, that was the thing I was about to say. I was about to say, I'll bet you got community around you that speaks it right. Right. It's, it's like they, they speak it true. They're like, uh, mm, or yeah, come on. This is good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is awesome. Yeah. Um, it's awesome to hear how foundational you are mm-hmm. because I think a lot of people don't understand. Okay. If I'm just a rapper and I'm in the world, I have no, I have, I have nothing that is holding me back. Mm-hmm. You have foundation, you have the Bible. And so like, not only are you putting out these, these songs, right. <laughs> and, and saying things, but you're also putting it to the Bible and saying, what does the Bible say about this? And, and imagine that, imagine everyone has this, like this, this control. And, and I like hearing you say that all the way through this interview, you've got this control, you've got the foundation, you've got Christ, you're listening to the spirit. You're saying, Hey, you know, guide me in the right way. You know, I can, I can do my own plan but I want you to establish my steps. You weren't always in front of people. You didn't always have a record deal and you were still doing it. And can you kind of like expand a little bit on, on your heart in that and why you weren't really looking for fame. You were just following the Lord. Yeah, definitely. So it was even a eight year process to start off before I even got signed and all of that. So it's like, are you prepared to serve for eight years? <laughs> um, and then two, yeah. So whenever I started off, like there was no career goals in mind. It was literally just, oh, I found out I could rap. This holds people's attention. I need attention. So that way, like not I need attention, but right. I need yeah, your for- attention to tell you about Jesus. So right. if yes. I can capture your attention, do this. Perfect. Like this is going to be effective. So that was the thought process at first. And that was purely it. Um, actually my YouTube bio, I actually never changed it. So, uh, my YouTube bio, I made it when I was 16. And I think I said like living life to show the world Christ. And so I see it now and I'm like, this is so adorable. So I'm just keeping it. <laughs> and so, oh, I love it. Um, but really it was like, really just pure of just, I just want to show people Jesus do this rapping thing. Um, and so I think, um, over time, like whenever God told me to do the full-time thing, that's whenever I did it. And actually I was terrified at first cause, um, I'm Nigerian. And in our culture, a lot of times it's like, oh, be a doctor, be a lawyer, as I, as I found in a biology class. And, and so, right. <laughs> so I was like, how am I going to tell my parents? Like the same thing, like I was saying about my dad of like, oh, how how he's like, how am I going to tell people that I'm going to be a Christian when I grew up as a Muslim? I was thinking and having a life crisis. How am I going to tell my parents I'm not going to be a doctor anymore? And I'm not going to do this. I'm like it's not going to work. I actually didn't tell them. I just started my letting my actions <laughs> show <laughs> that I wanted yeah. to be a rapper. Um, but yeah, I think it was just, just serving and realizing it's also not about you. I think when you realize it's not about you, that helps you along your journey. And that even helped me. So I actually learned that lesson, like literally the day before I signed, ironically, <laughs> I was in the car and I was like, you know what, God, I know you told me to like, you want me to rap, but you didn't say a million fans. You just said rap. So I was like, if that means like talent shows, then that's fine with me. Or if that means like, you know, whenever a church has an Easter thing and then I do rapping, rapping for that and that's the capacity, you want me to like affect people's lives and I'm cool with that and that's fine. And so, um, yeah, I like legitimately said that and I legitimately believed what I was saying. And then ironically, that's the next day whenever he like elevated me to the next level. But yeah, I think it's just realizing like, if it's not about you and it's just about like really just sharing the gospel and he happened to give me this gift as a tool to spread it, then it doesn't matter 
the fame aspect because that's just making you more famous. But if I'm trying to glorify him, then it's it's like irregardless of how many fans I have, it doesn't matter. Because if one person gets saved in my lifetime, that's that's great. That's spectacular. Amen. 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 I know to have that under your belt is amazing. <clears throat> and I think that, that that's such a good nugget to kind of like, what should you have in your pantry? Like, what ha- does Wande have in her pantry that gives God glory, right? There's so many things. But I think that heart of servitude right. and that willingness to not make it about you and that boldness to just do what he said because you weren't just up against you you came up against religious tradition cult like family culture you came up against several scary things your own plans that you've already started establishing you know the idea of is this fame or not but each time you chose him and what i would say you know like people understand like the scary way the way that like you can't see what's next and you don't know how people are going to take it but you know god is the one who's in control and you only need to fear god not people and so you just go his way so i think that's just super inspirational mm. note to leave it on amen amen yeah yeah that's good it was good it was good the only thing i get out yeah. <laughs> is I, i'm gonna make it because i'm the funny one <laughs> Because yes, I think are. back to like the Israelite women who is they're like, you got to kill your sons. And they're like, oh, <laughs> I was but, but did you too. know, did you know that, you know, they're the, the is, is, Israelite women are just so whatever they, they get it done so fast. So exploiting an assumption. <laughs> right. And then you get over to Rahab, you know, and, and she's like, they're not here. Right. When you, when you told your dad, you were going to Bible school, to, to summer camp, you're like, There's you're an like it's an internship. You exploited an assumption, but it was a good assumption. And it was something that actually jump started your, your walk with Christ and the fire with Christ. Yes. And I'm not telling people that I'm just, I, like, I just thought that was a cool story. It's like, but like yeah. when you, but to right. get to the Lord, people do some stuff like the woman with the issue of blood, diving through the crowd, ignoring all the laws. Right, right. I don't care who I touch. I care about the one right. that I gotta touch, you know. And so. I also got out of the, the audience of one, and mm-hmm. and honestly, that's that's where we're all at with everything that we do. Glorify God, Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. So before we go, tell people how they can connect with you. Yeah, so you can connect with me on all social media platforms at OMG is Wande O M G I T S W A N D E. Oh my gosh, you know. Um, and then also on streaming, um, just Wande, W-A-N-D-E. Thank you so much for being here. All of these links will be in our show notes so that people can connect with you. We'll tag you on YouTube and all the fun stuff. But for everybody listening, thank you for listening to yet another episode of The Pantry Podcast. You can download our Jesus Not Junk Food Devo at our website, thepantrypodcast.com, and support us on Patreon. So until next time. Bye. 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 Thanks for listening. The Pantry Podcast is also honored to be featured on the Edify app, Spark Radio, Spark Media on Uplifted, and Eternity Ready Radio.